0: Great music, great singing. Listen to this. Come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him in the Psalms. For the Lord is a great God and is a great king above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The heights of the hills are also his, the sea is his, and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down, let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God. We are the people of his pasture, we are the sheep of his land. And the great shepherd watches over every one of us, because he loves us. He's done so much for us. Let's pray together, shall we? Father, we thank you for this incredible day that we call the Lord's Day. Father, we are here for one purpose, really, and that is to just lift up the name of Jesus Christ the Lord. We lift him up in our music. We lift him up in the presentation of our puppets. We're going to lift him up in the Word of God this morning. We're going to lift him up as we pray. Father, we thank you for every aspect of this service today because I pray... That in the mighty name of jesus christ that something today is going to touch the hearts of every person that's in this room every person no exceptions are going to be touched by god this morning father we sense your presence but i pray that your presence will fill this room like a mighty cloud and may the touch of god be upon every aspect of what we do father i pray that you'll encourage that, person that just needing a a good word that's going to lift them up. Father, I pray for the person that is looking for healing and hope and help in their life. I pray that, Father, that you would make that abundantly available unto them, that in simple childlike faith, they might reach out and receive from the generous hand of God. So, Father, this morning we are grateful for this opportunity to be into this place into this place called a sanctuary because it is holy it is reserved for the worship of god and so today we lift up our voices again and we say thanks be unto the law the lord for your unspeakable gifts of mercy and of grace and we give you our praise and prayers now in jesus name amen i want to take a text that does talk about running a race And there are several places that you could probably look at in the New Testament and also in the Old. But I found one here in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, that uh, might be familiar to you as I read it. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, it says this Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us, here it is, run with endurance, run with endurance the race that is set before us. I, uh, I want you to use a little imagination here for a moment, okay? Uh, let's, uh, let's kind of imagine here we are Sunday afternoon, coming into Sunday afternoon, and you know, you've been to church and you watched the puppets, you've had coffee, you've eaten some uh, wonderful snacks back there and everything, and then went to, had dinner somewhere, and now you're home, and, and uh, you just kind of, you know, laid back on the couch, having a few Twinkies for dessert. <laughs> watching something on television kind of dozing off every once in a while and waking up long enough to have another twinkie and and uh, just really relaxing and just kind of really laying back and loving it living life large <laughs> all of these things knocking the door and some people a group of people show up at your home and and uh, they kind of arouse you from your, uh, your relaxation moment here. And they have an urgent message from the United States Olympic Committee. And the committee has taken the names of the vast number of names here in America. They put them into a computer and this computer did all of its thing and everything. and It popped out your name. And they want you, they feel that you are the very best choice in America to win gold in the marathon. <laughs> well, you know, computers are always right, aren't they? And so anyway, you're confronted with this thing, the possibility of a gold medal, and you know, you kind of, wow, that's, a, that's a kind of a shocking idea that, uh, that kind of hits you like a, wow, that's something else. I have to believe you'd be surprised. This is probably about the furthest thing from your mind. You know, the greatest distance that you've been running is from the couch to the refrigerator <laughs> and back. Once you did get into a training program, and that program was you oh, go through the front door, and down to the end of the sidewalk to the mailbox and back, and you were panting, and, you know, I couldn't hardly wait to get into the Lazy Boy recliner, and you're exhausted. But then you realize the shock of this announcement, you're going to be surrounded by the elite athletes of the world, and it's time to get into training. And um, because the goal is to reach the highest level of the podium, isn't it? We want to stand on the top rung. We want to get the gold medal. We want to see the flag raised behind us. We want to hear the national anthem. We want to be the winner. And this passage speaks about a race. It's a race that uh, it's going to take everything we can to do well. It's a race that is run by followers of Jesus Christ and it's a race in which we, we don't have a say in how the course is laid out, do we? I've talked to some of these cross-country runners in high school and some of them run on golf courses and everything and, and golf courses are generally very well-groomed, the, uh, the grass is not long. If you go to the Humboldt cross-country course, the closest you will get to it is you can see it across the river. Because they run a course that is uphills and downhills and, and there's stumps and there's trees and there's rocks and everything else. You've got to jump over these. Th- I, I, I mean, you've got a son I think in cross country. And I should have had him up here. He could have t- easily attested to this. This is cross country. It really is country too. And it's a tough course. And it takes training. It takes discipline. It takes a a heart desire. There's got to be something inside you that says, I want to run well. I want to achieve. I want to do my very best. And I want to win. And it's a hard thing to do. It's difficult. This Christian race is often referred to as a marathon. It's not a sprint. Our puppets explain that to us. There's no sprint involved in this. The the rabbit uh, thought he was in for a real quick sprint. This is going to be over quick. The tortoise had the right idea. He carries his own bed with him and, and recliner and everything else. Paul uses imagery near the end of his life. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, he says this. It's a a remarkable statement by the apostle. He says, I fought the good fight. I have finished the race. And that, that phrase has always intrigued me because Paul is still alive, but probably not for long. I have finished the course. And then finally he says, I've kept the faith. And ladies and gentlemen, I tell you today, I really think this needs to be a goal of every, every follower of Jesus in this room. I fought the good fight. I finished the course, and I kept the faith. If it can be said of me at the end of my days, he kept the faith. Then to me, that is the ultimate expression that could ever be said of a follower of Christ. He kept the faith. Now, every one of us is going to run at a different pace, and a dinner, and a, and and we're going to uh, we're going to accomplish this in different ways. But I kept the faith. I crossed the finish line. I could have peeled off. I could have sat down. I could have said, This is too much. This is too much is being expected of me. I'm going to step aside. And that's always an option for us, isn't it? At any point in our life, Matt, it would be easy for you to simply say, I step aside. I'm so pleased you sat on that stool up here and sang with that great group of men. They were tremendous. You were tremendous. It would have been easy to say, well, they prayed for me and it didn't work. So I'm just going to sit down. But you kept the course. But you haven't finished the race yet, by the way but keep the faith. Paul's reflecting on his own ministry, and he never gave us, uh, he never decided to sit out one day. I don't I don't think Paul was a kind of a guy that said, listen, I'm going to take the day off. I'm just going to sit on. I'm just going to kind of cruise for the next few months or anything like this. I, Paul didn't set it out. He was on course. He was pressing on. He finished the race, and most important of all, he kept the faith. Paul had been given a trust, and despite all the trials and all the difficulties, he remained loyal in that. I want to. I'm going to just turn real quick here. I've got a moment. Over to Second Corinthians, chapter eleven. I'm going to give you an idea here what what Paul is doing. I'm going to give you a little dab of background here. Uh, Paul is talking here, and uh, he said, you know, the background of this thing is some of the some of what he called the super apostles. They were kind of complaining about him and said, you know, you're not really the big stuff that you say you are. So Paul is going to respond to them here. Here's his response. He says, I speak as a fool. I am more in labors, more abundant, more stripes, in more prisons, more frequently, in death often. From the Jews I received... 40 stripes minus one, five times. Well, you count that up, five times 40, that's 200. Three times I was beaten with rods, once I was stolen, three times I was shipwrecked, a day and a night I've been in the deep. Journeyed often in perils of water, perils of robbers, perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles, in perils in the city perils in the wilderness, perils at sea, and perils among the false brethren. I tell you what, Paul couldn't turn around without somebody wanting to nail him. But he says, I kept the faith. I kept right pressing on. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 says, we need to sweep away everything that hinders in this right race of faith, this race of life. Put it aside. Obviously, he's talking about sin, but it goes far beyond that. I think that's the obvious stuff, isn't it? I want to put aside sin in my life. If I detect today sin in my life, or whatever it is, I want to deal with that. I I don't want to just hang on to that in my pocket and say, well, you know, that's my little thing, Lord. He'll understand. Well, he, I think God does understand, but he wants you to deal with it. But this, this point that Paul is making, or, or the writer of the Hebrews is making to, to set this aside, it's more than just sin. It's the things that can hinder us. You know, there are good things out here that I can engage in and yet they can become a hindrance in my life. They can, they, they, they can become a drag on my spirituality. You know, I can sit in front of the TV set all week. Nothing wrong with that necessarily, but it's going to hinder my spiritual life. It's going to slow me down. It's going, be, it, it, it's going to be like throwing an anchor out and trying to run the boat anyway. It's just not going to work real well, and so the the the, the Bible is saying, "I need to deal with these things. I need to put these aside. I need to set them out of my life. I need to have a liberty in my life that that I can run this race and win it well. We're in it for the long run, folks. This isn't this isn't a sprint. The puppets said so, and they're right. It's not because they're puppets; it's because God says so. We've got a long race here. And we have to have a solid focus on Christ and not grow weary in this fight against sin, against the world, whatever it is. You know, today, there's so much stuff today. It's, it's amazing. I was having a conversation this week with somebody, and I said, you know, there's stuff today that are going on that I never dreamt would be a part of our life. And that would be demanding on our life, that would insist on our attention here or here or here. And yet it is. It's a part of it. And and God is asking us to be people of diligence, people of that 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 are steadfast, that are not. We got to be people that are not just going to fold up and pro uh, and, and just lay down on the job. But to ask God. give us a supernatural strength. We can't do this in my own strength. You can't do it in your own strength. We've got to have the strength and the work of God at work in our life, and God will help us in that. All you've got to do today is ask him. Just ask him. There may be an area of your life that it's just you know, you just realize this morning, you know, I just need to deal with this particular, I kind of do this, and I really need to modify how i live in that particular area and i guarantee you this god will help you don't be embarrassed to ask him for his help because he wants to help us god's not against us he's not against us he's not a a bully kind of a god that says if they step out of line i'm going to whack them that's not god you won't find that picture in the bible Because he wants to help us. If you're going to compete, it means you got to get into training, right? The guy on the couch realized that. I got to get off this couch. I got to get rid of these Twinkies. And I don't mean set them on the table and eat them all real quick, I mean get them out of this place. Get them out. (laughs) I have a sweet tooth. You get me around candy, and I tell you what. I, uh, I know what to do. And it's, I, I blame my mother on that, God bless her, because she has one too, and I inherited it. But I've got to deal with that. Because I, uh, I just had a blood test here a week ago, and I got the results back, and the doctor says, hey, there's a few things you might want to think about changing. Uh, what are you eating? I said, gee. Oh, I'm just eating what my wife puts in front of me. <laughs> Solve that one real quick. <laughs> Continuing on. I want to wrap this up right now. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> and then I'm running out that door. <laughs> Wait a minute, the car's over there. Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 8 this is the verse right after what I had previously read he says and i love this verse he says now there is in store for me a crown of righteousness crown of righteousness say that with me crown of righteousness boy i like that which the lord the righteous judge will award me on that day and not only me but also to those who have longed for his appearing. One of these days it's all going to be said and done, isn't it? Whether we leave here when the trumpet sounds or we leave when they carry us out of the church. But I can tell you this. Those who have been faithful, enduring, in the race, not just sitting on the sideline watching the race, but in it. Folks, you've got a crown of righteousness. And that's going to be something else. I remember hearing an old song one time, and it's been, I, I did a little search on the internet for this, but I found it. Just a little chorus. It's an old gospel song. It says, I'm going to wear a crown. I'm going to wear a crown. When the trumpet sounds, when the trumpet sounds, I'm going to wear a crown. That's what I want. Would you stand with me today? I thank God for the ministry that's occurred in this church today. I'm so happy to have a good church. Aren't you? This is a good church. Good people. Good everything. You know, i got to tell you one thing, and I, I, I didn't want to, I, I just thought of this. Um, and, and we've noticed this. This church, when we say, when we say greet one another and shake hands, with I mean, it takes about five or six minutes to kind of settle down. Uh, When we do that at LifeGate, it takes about 30 seconds. They're not used to that. You know that? There's a difference. Now, they'll get used to it. (laughs) But you got this thing down. You really got this thing down. I mean, you you do it good. You do it well. I want to pray for you. Father, we thank you for the message of this day of running the race. Father, we're all in it. Father, I believe we're heading all in the same direction. Lord, I just pray, help every one of us to set aside, to lay aside every weight that hinders us, that slows us down. Father, give us give us pause right now by the power of your spirit to help but maybe identify some of those areas of our life. We want to run this race with with diligence because we shall wear a crown. Father, I thank you so much for the saints of God. Father, let these saints be wondrously empowered by your spirit, by your word that works in their life. Thank you for each one of them, and thank you for what you do in our lives. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you lift your hands for the blessing of God? Father, may the Lord bless and keep each one of these people here today, along with their families. Father, I pray in this week of thanksgiving, give us thankful hearts. Help us not to be gripers or complainers. But Father, help us to love you and to lift your name up in every possible way. Let the blessing of God flow into our lives and from our lives, let us be a blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.